The U.S. Federal Reserve will soon kick off a two-day policy meeting. The big question, will officials keep interest rates on hold for now? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. The major focus of stock market investors will be on the Federal Reserve's interest rate policy meeting. So will the U.S. Central Bank hold interest rates steady after a stronger than expected inflation data for August? For more, we are joined by Philip Taze, the CEO of Taze Asset Management. Thank you so much for your time today. Great being here. So it's expected that the U.S. Central Bank will leave benchmark federal funds rate at the current range. What's your analysis? Yeah, so I agree. There's almost uh, unanimous consensus that the Fed won't uh, change rates tomorrow, uh, that they might have a somewhat hawkish dot plot that they release. But all of this is built into expectations. So it would be our best guess that there won't be any major market moving events that happen with the release tomorrow uh, from the Fed. Uh, So I think we have to worry about some other things. But at the moment, in terms of like looking at the stock market and, and trying to assess whether there's going to be major damage done tomorrow, I don't think that will cause it. So it's also a week where a lot of data will be dropped. Where will things stand with the new reports on housing, initial jobless claims and crude oil inventories? Well, of, the, of, the, of the, all of those things you mentioned, I think the thing to watch out for now is the continued breakout in crude oil. Uh, you know, we, we saw that all the way back last year when we, when we had the beginning of our problems with rising oil, and I think that could potentially create pain again. Uh, so that's one thing I would look for. The other thing I think we need to watch for very carefully is that we've just slightly inched uh, above where we've been on the 10-year treasury. And so to see the yields potentially break out, would potentially tip us into the negative, I think, for the stock market uh, based on, you know, at a time when we've got some seasonal unfavorable periods in September and October. So that's another thing to look out for, I think. For people who may not really kind of understand some of those seasonal swings, can you just talk a little bit about what we might be going through and what to expect? Right. So September has been one of the worst months uh, seasonally in the year. And October has had a lot of very bad things happen during them. So stock market investors want to often get through these two months and get to more favorable seasons, which are months which are November and December, when you typically have very strong months. December is a very good month. And there's something called a Santa Claus rally. So uh, really, you know, things like uh, the crash in October 1997, the crash... uh, in the great blood to the Great Depression, all those things happen in September and October. So I think it's it's that plus, you know, the fact that we may be seeing a government shutdown, all of this adds negativity at a time when markets are already slightly soft. So what are some of the economic projections that might help the Fed determine whether rates still need to rise further before the end of the, the year? Well, so I think the thing to look for, the most important thing to watch is releases on the CPI. Uh, you know, we had two very good months with a 0.2% increase. And then last year on the core, we came up at 0.3%. We really need to be back at that prior level. So if additional reports 
continue to come out with reasonable or contained CPI. I think that's the most important to look thing to look for. But you know what the Fed is watching for is continuing indications that the economy is not roaring ahead or maybe is even softening. So it's one of the situations where uh, bad news can be good news in terms of the Fed raising rates. If we see employment soften, which means increases in unemployment, uh, if we see housing prices continue to come in a little bit, uh, those things would prevent the Fed from raising rates. So Jerome Powell has said that he thinks we're already in a restrictive state. So he doesn't necessarily have to continue to raise rates to stay in a tight mode. He's saying that even if inflation stays high for a little bit longer, he's willing to keep rates at this level, see if the data bears out additional need for increasing the Fed rates. But that brings us back to the CPI. That's the main thing we need to watch, in, in my opinion. Is Wall Street pricing in a pause on rate hikes yet? I think so. Uh, I, I think that we have maybe one more increase over the next three to six months. That's what Wall Street has an expectation for. So the Fed's releases are less impactful, I think, now than they were six months ago. Now, rate hikes have taken benchmark borrowing costs to their highest level in more than 22 years, while a pause uh, this month is widely anticipated. Are we starting to see some ripple effects across the economy? Well, it's interesting. I think the thing to look for, it comes mainly in 2024. A lot of companies haven't had to refinance their debt this year. So even though rates are higher, uh, that won't be borne fully by corporate earnings until that starts to happen in, in the, uh, a large way in 2024. So that would start to have an imp impact on corporate earnings. So that's one thing to think about. You know, with raising rates, uh, it's interesting. It's like the shower where you turn it to cold and if there's a delay between what you've done with turning a knob and what happens with the temperature of the water, you can either be frozen or burned. And I think that's the thing to watch out for. There hasn't been an example in history where rates have gone up as much as they have, and we haven't had a recession. So if, you, if you're an historian and you want to look at the markets, there is still a risk, I think, for a soft landing or a hard landing in the future, but it may be way down the road. So can you explain a little bit about some of the history of inflation cycles? It's a great question. So everyone thinks that we've had a high period of inflation and that it's just going to go back to normal. The history of inflation doesn't show that. Uh, actually, if you look back over the last 110 years, there were three episodes of high inflation in the United States. On average, they lasted between four, well, they lasted between four and nine years. On average, during those episodes, inflation increased 100%. So if you're worried about the roughly 14% increase in prices we've had recently, that's nothing compared to what's happened over the, you know, history. Another thing to point out is that it doesn't always just go up, peak, and come back. In fact, if you look at the 70s and 80s, you find three waves, one above 6% inflation and back down, then above 10% and back down. And then we had the big one where we saw inflation go all the way into double digits. So that's another thing to think about is that inflation doesn't always just come down and be tame. It can move in waves. So do you think the market is focused on when the, the rate hiking cycle will end? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and so that's what I'm saying. I think that a couple of things could happen here that could turn the markets lower. Uh, the first is we could have unfavorable CPI number that would cause the Fed to 
clearly decide that they need to continue to raise rates further than what expectations are. That would be a very bad thing for the markets. But I don't think it necessarily takes action from the Fed. In fact, if you look at where the 10-year is priced right now, you've got this inverted curve where very short dated or you know three-month T-bills are paying much higher rates than a 10-year or longer uh, treasuries. And that's called an inverted curve. So if the economy normalizes, if we see expectations expectations continue to be diminished, that would mean that you'd have a normalization of the yield curve. So even without the Fed doing anything, there's a possibility at least that we could see long rates like the 10-year move higher. So that would be another key thing to watch for. Right now, we're at around 4.36 on the 10-year. If we move significantly above that and we see a yield breakout, that would be a negative for stocks. And I think that could start to turn tip, tip the scales lower, generally speaking. Thank you so much for your time today. Such a fascinating conversation and everybody will be watching to see what happens. Great to be here. More ticker news right after this.